London caterer Sabrina Gayor's first cookbook, Persiana, was about Middle Eastern-inspired food from her popular supper club. It was a smash hit. Now, she's followed that book up with Shirako, a collection of recipes that she says are based not on the dressed-up dinner party food, but on what she really cooks at home. A goal our contributor, journalist, and cook, Russ Parsons, wholeheartedly embraces. Sabrina Gayor, thank you for taking time to talk to me. Thank you so much for having me. Your cookbooks are informed by the flavors of the Middle East, but they're not traditionally Middle Eastern. And that's especially true, I think, with Sirocco as opposed to Persiana. Uh, first of all, there's been so much, you know, so much bad fusion cooking. Maybe that's just here in the United States. It's kind of, you know, almost <laughs> makes people quiver. Uh, but yours works. Uh, how, how do you make yours work? And how do you keep both the tradition and the flavors that you're looking for in mind while still pushing it forward into different techniques and making it more accessible? You know, the simple truth is, Ross, I'm a total nerd when it comes to cooking. I cook every day, three times a day if I'm at home, sometimes more than that, depending on what I'm doing. I've always done what felt good to me and the food that ends up going into my book, for example, with Persiana happened to be simplified uh, versions of Middle Eastern recipes because I was self-taught. I needed to simplify it. But, you know, the great thing was that because I had, uh, you know, Persian family, family from Iraq, family from all over the place, uh, I had the exposure to know what things do taste like when they're made authentically. But then I kind of cut out all the, you know, six hours for this and five hours for that, because I just thought people are never going to cook the food of my culture. It's going to die because none of my generation and my family cook. Um, But Sirocco is strictly what I eat at home. I am somebody that kind of throws open the pantry and the, the spice cupboards and just throws whatever I can at whatever fresh produce I have. But the one thing being that when I write a recipe, my line is this. If it's, hmm, yeah, that's nice, it doesn't make it into the book. If it's like, oh, my God, that's so good, then it makes it into the book. I want simple recipes that are really intense in flavor, not complicated, not expensive, um, and just incredibly easy to do. Well, as you said, that traditional Middle Eastern, traditional Persian cooking is very labor-intensive. Um, yeah. But in your book, you call yourself a, a lazy cook uh, who's always looking for <laughs> shortcut techniques. Um, what are some of your favorite shortcuts? So with Persiana, that's where I really took the shortcuts because Sirocco only has really a couple of quite Persian dishes in there. But um, Persiana, yeah, there's some controversial shortcuts. Uh, techniques. What I did to rice, that took a while for the Persian community <laughs> to, to digest. And they kept sort of chasing me going, you know, we don't cook rice like that. I'm like, I know, I know, geez, but nobody's going to nobody's gonna make the six hour version. Um, and I just realized that the reason rice was soaked and washed and soaked and washed for so long is because, you know, in Iran back in the day, rice wasn't commercially washed. So it had husks, it had stones, it has impurities. Now for export, Every country demands that it meets a standard. So it's actually clean. So therefore, you can actually cut out those processes should you choose to, 
Is it ever going to be as good as the six hour soaked rice that you rinse and drain and rinse and, you know, no, it's probably not. But it's only just a fraction, um, you know, sort of less good, in my opinion. And I've got people from all over the world that are not Persian making it. And it makes me proud because maybe they wouldn't without that little cheats technique. Um, So that's one thing. Stews. Persians love to use 10 different pots and pans. And when I'm in the home, you know, if there's a shortcut, I will take it. Um, And I hate dirtying like loads and loads of different pots and pans. It's just a mess. So I tend to contain everything within a pot. And when I started writing different recipes and putting them up on my blog, I'd have all my aunts from all over the world going, you know, we don't do that. And you can't do it like this. And you have to (laughs) do it in a separate pan. And I would be like, okay, but like, just try it. And then they come back to me and go, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe it worked. And I was like, yeah, so just toss it all in and it will be fine. So, you know, I kind of just did it however I thought it was and it worked. The flavors in your recipes are so dynamic. Uh, What do you consider the essential Middle Eastern toolkit of ingredients, Um, spices, herbs, other flavors? Sure. So I'm obsessed with harissa, which is a North African chili paste. I love pomegranate molasses, which is just 100% reduced pomegranate juice. Um, I love sumac, which is just a little tart berry that is ground down and has a very nice lemon flavor. Um, I love za'atar, which is uh, just basically means wild thyme. It's wonderful. And then um, I like what you guys call Aleppo pepper, but it's a Turkish chili flake called pulbeber over here. It's a milder chili flake, and it doesn't have the seeds, so it's not as fiery, and I put it on everything. So, I mean, those, but quite frankly, you can't get harissa, just use chili paste. It's the same thing, but it's just a little bit more fiery. Ultimately, there's nothing that cannot be either made at home or replaced with something else, because that's just not how I cook. I don't write hard and fast rules for things. There's always a substitute for everything. Preserved lemons, you can make at home. It's just salt-packed lemons, and you can just Google, you know, a recipe. These are ancient traditions, so it's not particularly difficult to find. Pomegranate molasses, from what I understand, that's now everywhere in the States. And if not, get some pomegranate juice and just reduce it in a pan. Um, Maybe za'atar is a little trickier because it's wild thyme, but just use regular thyme. Grind it down to a powder if you don't have wild thyme. Um, And I just think those are what I use again and again and again, along with the zest of lemons and the zest of oranges to really give things, you know, big flavors, but just really effortlessly. Oh, that's wonderful. Sabrina Gallura, thank you so much for having been on, on Splendid Table with me and taking time to talk. Thank you so much for having me, Russ. Sabrina Gallura is author of Shirako. Fabulous flavors from the Middle East. Russ Parsons is author of How to Eat a Peach. Now, Sabrina left us with recipes for quince glazed chicken fillet skewers and grape leaf baked feta. Find them at splendidtable.org. 